This is the Braither Point. No matter where you live, no matter how long you've been there, someone else came there first. Before you, to the place where you now play, live, and sleep soundly. But they did not play. They patrolled. They did not sleep. They stood watch. And often, in doing their duty, they did not live to complete it. They paid the price in blood for you so that you could play, live, and sleep there. No matter what you believe or don't, this is the hard, irrefutable truth. It has always been thus, and it will always be. Someone first must secure the ground, hold the line, make it safe for all the others. Now, where there are many, and it is safe, there were few, and it was dangerous. Down through the ages, this one changeless fact remains. First came the warrior. A retired SOCOM soldier, former DIA intelligence collector, and ex-DEA special agent, targeted by the deep state and turned whistleblower. Now your intelligence officer, repurposed as chaplain, leader, teacher, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective, defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Attention, deep state Dems, Antifa, Rhinos, BLM, and assorted traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as organized as the British. You're not as disciplined as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. And you're not as brutal as ISIS. And we beat them all. You're next. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. I am still in uh, San Antonio, heading back out tomorrow, but doing a live broadcast from there. If you haven't yet, please go to jeffreyprather.com and subscribe, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-P-R-A-T-H-E-R.com. And you can get my news newsletter, which is uh, free, and that should be coming out uh, shortly. You can also uh, go into the shop and you can get the Jab Rescue Kit, which has really helped a lot of people. A lot of people having great results. Uh, I use um, Will Spencer's naturopath products. It helped me. And I've been road hard and put away wet by the government. It helped my daughter. So that's available and selling very well. Also, you can look at the border there and see the PraetherDeal.com for sat phones. Uh, which if everything is turned off, they should still be up unless they turn off the sat phone uh, system as well. And PraetherPrepSupply.com as well for emergency food supply, because we are certainly in a shipping siege uh, crisis, manufactured chaos, engineered evil, but that is certainly the case uh, as well. And if you want a deeper dive, you can go on to uh, JeffreyPrather.com exclusive content. You can sign up for patreon.com slash Jeffrey Prather to get a deeper dive. So I'm just finishing up here in uh, San Antonio. I was uh, honored to be uh, one of the speakers here and um, they seem to have liked me. I got like three standing ovations during my speech, went right uh, after Mike Adams. Uh, General Flynn was earlier in the day. Uh, and Vandersteel, and then Mike Lindell finished up. So that was on Saturday. Ve- went very well. Had about uh, 5,000 folks watching that. And then uh, after that, I did a meeting with the leadership of Team America Texas. And I recorded that so you could see what a working meeting for uh, Team America looks like. That's on my uh, Patreon as well, just to show you that we are doing and working behind the scenes. And that's really important to understand. Uh, because we didn't lose our republic and our constitution in front of the scenes, and we are not going to gain it back just in front of the scenes. They don't intend to allow any fair elections ever. They intend to cheat and control, and that's what's going on. And that's what I talked about in my speech, and I'm not really going to go into that so much because I did several guest appearances. I was honored to be on some more guest appearances. I did my Brighteon show live. And I was, that was kind of funny because I was doing it live and then I had a pause in the room 
from that afterwards. So people like uh, what I'm saying. Uh, people are hungry for the truth. They are tired of being lied to. Uh, that is really good news. But the big thing I want to talk about today is uh, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin uh, win. And of course, Texas, uh, we are triumphing in Texas. I've talked about why Texas is an inflection point, because the uh, Texas National Guard is being assigned by Governor Abbott to actually do federal uh, law enforcement duties, Border Patrol duties, that uh, Texas DPS, Department of Public Safety, are being um, ordered to arrest military uh, age legal males. Now, in a lot of places, uh, they are releasing them. A lot of the liberal uh, left-wing Democratic County attorneys are not prosecuting them. I talked to another speaker who's a warrior for ranchers. I think his name is uh, Miller, saying that there's not much happening there. But it's a start. This is going to be a long war. Fourth and fifth generation wars are measured in decades. And one of the things I talked about uh, in my speech uh, was that it took about three centuries for Christianity to defeat the Roman Empire. And that's really our CONOP, our concept of operations of how we are going to do that. So it is a start of an inflection point. That's what we are doing right now. Uh, just like meeting with Team America Texas, they are starting uh, to form up. <clears throat> but up in Colorado, there's a great team leader. I'm seeing the situation reports. Uh, Montana, Florida, the same day, held its own conference. And so I actually spoke remotely um, to the Team America Florida conference, which was reaching out to other groups already before I spoke uh, at uh, Clay Clark's Thrive Time Freedom and Health event. So things are forming up. And so Florida, uh, Alabama, all the way up to Ohio, uh, Texas, all the way up to North Dakota, uh, Arizona, all the way up to Wyoming, uh, the form, the states are forming on human terrain, not so much physical terrain, but it's very similar to what happened uh, with the conquest of Turtle Island of North America, uh, where the European uh, invaders came in from the coasts and up from the uh, south. Uh, and that is very similar to what's going on now, not much different. Uh, they want to make the non-jabbed the new Indians. They want to make the shielding FEMA areas the new reservations. Uh, that sin and scenario, uh, karmic or otherwise, is repeating itself. But really, the most important uh, story today, besides the Texas inflection point, because, besides the Arizona audit inflection point, uh, be, besides the Florida uh, inflection point where they are building uh, momentum, uh, there through uh, Team Florida and linking up with other groups is Kenosha. Uh, and of course, the uh, closing arguments uh, concluded yesterday. But it's hard for me to emphasize how important uh, this inflection point is. And I really want to spend uh, a good deal of time on that today. So uh, I've talked about uh, generations of war before, you know, zero generation war is just everybody fights and colonies do that. First generation war is columns lining up. Second generation war is columns lining up shield, spear, sword, but also with some indirect fire, some artillery, uh, arrows, uh, trebuchets, catapults, uh, things such as that. Third generation war, World War II, defined by the German Blitzrig, decentralized, fast moving uh, units. And then fourth generation war, um, Less can, and each one gets with less violence and guerrilla war, insurgent war. Uh, we started off that way uh, with Indian fighting, fighting the tribes, and then fought the British the same way. And up until last year, uh, when Chinese Communist Party officials say we lost a war against China, and I agree with that, uh, it was a fifth generation war. The only kind of wars we had lost were fourth generation insurgent wars, such as in Vietnam where we won every battle but lost the war. And Vietnam, of course, was started by the Gulf of Tonkin false flag event. Uh, but you can also throw Somalia um, in there, Lebanon in there as well. And we are now entering into a fourth generation war against our own government and uh, you know, China, the nation state enemy, and non-nation state uh, actors such as the criminal transnational cartels that run 
drugs, weapons, and people. Used to be primarily run drugs, but that is no longer true as well. And then also trans regional uh, organizational actors such as big media, big tech, uh, big pharma backed by uh, China. All of those arrayed against us led to a 2020 uh, fifth generation war uh, that we lost. And the objective in a fifth generation war is to change the culture. And so that means uh, that um, vaccinations become poison, uh, boys become girls. We leave American children in Afghanistan while we bring in child molesters uh, and terrorists into the country. But they changed the culture of the American government, but they certainly did not win or change the culture of the American people. And that's one reason why I said I got to come to Texas, uh, because Texas, uh, everybody says, remember the Alamo. The new uh, battle cry will become, remember our republic. Uh, And that is going to happen very soon. And just like you're hearing, uh, uh, let's go, Brandon, or frack uh, Biden, wherever you go now. But one very important inflection point um, is uh, the Kenosha kid uh, and Wisconsin and that trial that just wrapped up. And of course, uh, I have talked about how uh, in deep state headquarters in the DOC, the U.S. Marshals went in there and they saw that they were denying the political prisoners water. Uh, medical care for broken limbs. Uh, They're chemically uh, spraying them as well. Uh, They're treating them. It's something like out of the bridge over the river quiet. It's it's terrible. But the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse Kenosha kid uh, incident and inflection point is very, very instructive uh, because, of course, uh, Kenosha was burning. Uh, We had BLM, Blantifa, rather Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and I just put those together as Blantifa um, together. But um, that came to a head the night that Kyle Rittenhouse goes in and goes in there. And of course, during the day, he's a 17-year-old kid uh, and um, he's helped clean, he's cleaning graffiti from the previous rioters off walls during the day. He's a lifeguard. He puts on a, a, a medical kit. He slings an AR and he goes in to stop uh, looting and rioting in Kenosha uh, in the evening. And so this has been going on. Remember, uh, I was able to help my U.S. Marshals friends get anti-laser goggles because about three U.S. Marshals were blinded by lasers. Uh, They had pee and poop thrown on them, uh, rocks, uh, fireworks, not a lot of gunfire because fourth generational warfare makes third generational weaponry irrelevant. That's important to understand. And they really do very well understand uh, that aspect of warfare. Every once in a while, just like in uh, Taiwan or Hong Kong or China, you'll see American flags flying. You'll hear them talking about President Trump and the Second Amendment and saying the national anthem. But you will also see on occasion uh, the Chinese Communist Party being flown uh, by Antifa. So a lot of people will say, uh, and these are big names in the media is, oh, they're Marxists. They're not Marxists. They don't understand the enemy and they haven't done their homework. They're Maoists. And there's a big difference uh, because Marx doesn't really ever succeed. Uh, Mao succeeds very well. And Mao comes to define fourth generation modern insurgency warfare. And that's what we are up against. It's a refined uh, type of warfare. But that's also combined with fifth generational information influence operations. So we have the Chinese influence through the Maoist BLM and Antifa, Blantifa. And of course, I haven't checked today, but I'm sure Antifa.com still goes to WhiteHouse.gov. Some people don't understand the significance of that. So what that means is that the White House and the, the corrupt government of Pedo Joe gives cover to the Antifa movement. If they didn't want it up there, they've got the CISA, Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency. They've got the FBI, the DHS, the CIA. They could change that if they wanted to. They don't want to change it. They want you to know that this is their covert militia and that they are protected. That's very, very important to understand. And so as they ravaged Kenosha and destroyed all the small businesses, that's so that big box and big media and big tech and big pharma and big government can reign supreme. 
because the engine of America is small business. And under President Trump, that was uh, just gaining uh, incredible momentum. Uh, and we were producing low gas prices, um, low uh, unemployment. Things were turning around because when you unleash, just like when you unleash the American warrior, nothing can stand against the American warrior. When you unleash American business, nothing can stand against American business. But they are very carefully and purposefully destroying this. This is controlled chaos. This is engineered evil. This is not another intelligence field failure. This was all designed. It's important to understand that. And so they were reaching into Kenosha because this is in the heartland and they are, they want to split America and they want to control the heartland. That's why they're bringing on all these slave laborers, not just for child sex, uh, but also for slave labor in the fields. And that's why the rhinos uh, like slave labor uh, in all the fields, the, the uh, immigrant workers uh, as well. And so Wisconsin and Kenosha is an inflection point uh, in this uh, fourth and fifth generation war. And so uh, the U.S. Marshals are having a hard time holding their own. I've talked to U.S. Marshals who were there and I said, hey, that was combat. It wasn't declared combat, but that was totally uh, combat. It's very important to have understood that. And of course, they never attack an FBI building, but they'll attack federal buildings and they want to get rid of the police, just like when they want to get rid of the military. That's why they want the police jabbed and the military jabbed, because the jab is poison. People are dying by the hundreds of thousands at this point, and they want to destroy America. Meanwhile, you know, people don't even know that, that China has landed uh, a lander on Mars. They don't, they don't know what uh, three-dimensional uh, billboards look like in China. China is overtaking the world, and that's part of the plan. China has defeated the United States government in 2020. It is overtaking the world in 2021. It has not defeated the American people, and the American people are going to stop all of the array of enemies. And I am positive we are going to win this. I'm always hopeful. I'm always faith-filled. But Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kenosha kid, uh, and Kenosha provides a great example of this. So let's delve into that. So Kyle uh, is a lifeguard. He's uh, during the day, he's taking graffiti off buildings. In the evening, he slings a medical kit, uh, clearly marked uh, uh, with a red cross on there, taped on there on his bag. He slings an AR, goes in, is trying to work with uh, forces, is directed to go to one place. And he is attacked and surrounded by uh, evil grown men. One who is a child molester, convicted, one who is a wife beater, uh, not sure about the conviction for that, uh, and even more. So as, as the fight rages, he ends up shooting three, and he tries to back up. He retreats. He shoots three, kills two. So in military, so I'm not advocating anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent, although we do have a right to defend ourselves. Um, but in the military, we have a kill ratio. That is, how many bad guys, how many enemy can we kill or can, how can or can we uh, make uh, inoperable as enemy combatants? And Kyle, a 17 year old kid's uh, uh, combat ratio, uh, not kill ratio, kill ratio would be two to one. The combat ratio is three to one. That's very significant because he's not particularly trained. It's kind of funny because when I met with uh, Team America Texas, we were at the Black Rifle Coffee Shop. And, you know, we're no fans of Black Rifle Coffee because they uh, did not stand by Kyle, which is amazing because part of the Ranger Oath says leave no man behind, but it's okay to leave a kid uh, behind because they're not delineating uh, different types of war. They, they're war veterans, but they don't understand the war that is going on now. Or they've, they're just not interested anymore. They're sold out. I don't know what their reasons are, uh, but I have no interest in them because they wouldn't stand uh, by Kyle because he had a black rifle coffee shot and they're like, oh no, we got nothing to do with that uh, at all. But anyway, tactically, a 17-year-old uh, kid with no experience uh, and very naive, and again, I would not advocate going to defend, uh, and one of the Team America Texas members said this very well, we're not going to uh, fight, kill, or die for beans or buildings. And I totally agree with that, but you know, Kyle didn't understand it that well. That's okay. Uh, but he went in there and a very un, untrained uh, kid 
is able to take on three evil attackers and survive throughout the chaos of that evening. That's very, very significant. So can we win this fight tactically? No doubt about it. Everybody knows that. If uh, that's what that's the whole reason that the deep state and China are not doing third generation kinetic war. They know they would lose immediately. That's what I say at the beginning of the show. Well, when I say Yamamoto knew better than you, you would uh, lose. But where they have tried to separate and ambush and chase Kyle down, they were not able to tactically overcome him. So if we're if any of you are wondering how we will do in this fight, all you got to do uh, is look at uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, and how he uh, was able to uh, defend himself that day. So let me put on my um, federal firearms instructor hat for a second. And I became a DEA federal firearms instructor back in 1993. I graduated from the Special Forces Special Operations Tactics course in 1988, learned surgical shooting, hostage surgical shooting, where you learn to shoot so well that you'll sit in rooms and you'll shoot the targets over people's heads. That's a very, very high level of shooting. Civilians don't do it. And then the DEA back in my day got in a lot of gunfights. So the DEA firearms instructor school was was quite difficult, sent a lot of people uh, home. So I'm very well published in SWAT magazines and tactical magazines, and I have trained every branch of the military, including the Coast Guard, all the intelligence agencies, um, almost all of the federal law enforcement um, uh, agencies. <clears throat> Literally, have I trained tens of thousands. My biggest class was 600 soldiers down at Camp Shelby uh, when, when the uh, G, uh, government war on terror was going Hi. So I have a lot of trigger time. I still teach in the Handgun Martial Arts Center. My HMAC uh, video is online in jeffreycrether.com in the shop. So I've been a keynote speaker at the um, Federal Law Enforcement Instructor, Firearms Instructors uh, uh, School uh, as well. So I well know the rules of deadly force. Uh, and that is uh, that you fear for your life or someone else's life in your immediate vicinity. Uh, or that you fe you fear serious physical harm or grievous bodily harm. I think in Wisconsin they're calling it great bodily harm, and that means you are so disabled you can't defend yourself. Your fingers are cut off, you're tied up, you're blinded or whatever. Those are the only two pillars for the use of deadly force, period. And they, you have to have the means, intent, and ability to execute that. So I've taught this a million times. I had an armed guard uh, company certified by the Arizona Department of Public Safety. I have done all kinds of guard work in this country and other countries, plain clothes, undercover, uh, tactical, uh, you know, bodyguarded, uh, you know, Arpaio, Breitbart, Tammy Bruce, uh, Santorum when he was running for president, guarded foreign heads of state, Lot, lots of time doing this. I know I'm a subject matter expert. Uh, and recognizes such. I've been called by the news many times to talk about uh, different things. And so I can tell you unequivocally that if there was ever a justification under the law of both pillars uh, for the use of deadly force, it was the Kenosha kid, Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, having said that, what's really interesting about that um, is that uh, not only did he continue to read retreat. He got hit multiple times. He was being shot at. He was being chased out with a guy with a gun. Now, the one guy with the gun kept it low in a very covert position, uh, which shows training, actually, because they understand the rules of fourth and fifth generational warfare. They understand that if you start to bring gunplay in it, you'll revert to a third generation warfare and you will lose for sure. That's why uh, if you look at the one uh, attacker, he's got his gun on the ground. He's got a Glock handgun on the ground. He keeps it low at all times. He's been trained in insurgent warfare and fifth generation warfare. The, the comms, the organization, the training, I've, I've done entire podcasts on this before, and I've shown how these are covert um, assassinations. Uh, Ashley Babbitt was another setup of a covert sniping assassination. Uh, Michael Byrd sniped her with a handgun. It's not, con it's not conventional. It's not what you think of sniping, but it is sniping. Uh, but even with all that, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse could not be killed. And the guy said, hey, I, the only mistake I made was not emptying the magazine uh, into it. Very important. So how, how would this turn out tactically? As we already know, they would lose 
uh, tactically. They did lose tactically. Now, remember, out of nowhere, the FBI comes out. There's an FBI that testifies. He goes, yeah, I was running after Kyle behind the two other attackers. And so no one is really focused on that. Uh, Johnson, Senator Johnson is saying, what's going on with that? Of course, the FBI aren't going to say anything. Uh, they're going to lie about that and cover that up. But the FBI was clearly running a covert false flag operation there. Remember, I talked about the FBI agent who brought the two ISIS terrorists with AK-47s to Texas to a Draw Mohammed event. They were getting out of the car with their AKs. They were going to shoot up the crowd. They were going to be uh, mass killers. Uh, but uh, sharp Texas cop dropped both of them with his handgun. He was a really HMAC uh, handgun martial arts uh, center uh, expert. He was better with his handgun than they were with their long guns. And then after he drops them, the FBI agent tries to flee, tries to leave the scene. He is stopped. And when he is stopped, he then pulls his creds and says, hey, I'm with the FBI. And that's it. He leaves. But he was running a false flag mass killer event. And it's very obvious to those of us who understand this, that the FBI was running another mass killer event. It's not a coincidence that there was an FBI running behind the two attackers that came after Kyle. And that's not all. The FBI comes out with drone footage, thermal imagery. I don't even have any time on thermal imagery. I'm an old uh, NVG guy with third, third generation stuff. The thermal is really awesome. And they got tags for everybody on there. Now, I knew that was going on. I saw the signs of covert operations, but the FBI had a drone overhead, a Dynafire and everything. And then there was a third camera, camera angle that was presented. The FBI, the federal government is all over this. They're all over it. Their thumbprints are over it. Now, we're not going to get anything, but the good news is three attackers, Blantifa, BLM, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa, uh, running wild with child molesters and wife beaters, uh, hitting them with skateboards, got guns, FBI agent behind him, directed him, can't stop Kyle, a 17-year-old kid who has moral, ethical connections because he was trying to do the right thing. And he doesn't even have to be martyred and die for it. He lives. So think about that for a, th a second. This is, this is a great indicator of how this fourth generation war is going to play out tactically. And again, that's not a big surprise because uh, everybody knows that they can't stop the American war. Is Kyle a warrior? Well, yeah, he's a warrior. Is he a very well-trained warrior? No. Is he a young warrior? Yes. But how did he turn out? Well, when he's against uh, three guys trying to kill him, a crowd, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Of course, the one Antifa guy is calling uh, some black guy uh, the N-word. And I won't say that so I won't get censored more, although probably, uh, you know, YouTube will probably take this down anyway, because now they're censoring. Besides anything with uh, COVID, they're also censoring anybody, uh, any independent streams about uh, the, the trial. Uh, and then he's got the FBI behind him and drones overhead, and he beats them all. We beat them all. He beat them all. And you're next. It's literally what I say at the beginning of every show. It's truth. It is true. It is Judeo-Christian native truth. He beat them all. He lived. So then we go uh, after the incident. And so after the incident, of course, he raises his hands, goes to the police. Some of the police drive by him. Uh, and finally, he is arrested. And instead of uh, them charging the child molesters and the wife beaters uh, and the guys with charges who, by the way, had their charge, they already had felony charges against them. And they were just dropped right before that so they could go after him, which is exactly now what is the result of fifth generational uh, corrupted culture war. Uh, they go after uh, Kyle. And so uh, now we get to the uh, trial phase. And then Black Lives Matter, or not Black Lives, Black Rifle Coffee, former Rangers, they're big successful now. They're veterans uh, and they don't want to touch Kyle and they abandon him as well. I talked to Linwood briefly at the first Tulsa event. He was with uh, Kyle and uh, got out of there. But um, for whatever reason, I, Lynn doesn't return my calls anymore, so I don't know. I like Linwood, but doesn't return my calls. Um, 
And so now instead of charging the bad guys who literally chased him blocks and shot at him and knocked him down with skateboards, used weapons, deadly weapons, uh, a skateboard is a deadly weapon. A rock is a deadly weapon. Lethal force was totally authorized. So then they ignore all those charges. The, the, the assailants have previous charges and they drop those charges just recently uh, because these are all behind the scene deals with the FBI, with the DOJ, uh, with uh, the attorney general, all of that. Uh, and uh, I'm sure there's behind the scenes uh, money and deals with the uh, Kenosha prosecutors. So they don't charge them. They go after Kyle. And so uh, he goes to trial and that's been going on. But as you um, geld the police force and the military, as you geld your warriors, the uh, fearless ones and the skilled ones leave. Real warriors are very difficult to control. They're uncontrollable, as I've said, free, wild, uncontrollable. They're not slaves. So the real warriors leave these organizations. Uh, And so what you are left with are the slaves who are cowards, and they are often incompetent. And so besides asking the FBI, well, why didn't you, if if you saw these guys trying to kill him, why didn't you jump in? Uh, And of course, the answer is, well, because we were running it. Or if the guys running behind, the FBI agents running behind the drone, they they do nothing. Well, that's because they weren't killing uh, aid workers and children uh, in Afghanistan with drone strikes, because that's what they're really interested in. But it goes to trial. They charge Kyle. uh, And so then they're going through the trial. And now we see the remnants of this corrupted, incompetent culture. And so I've talked about before about how many times uh, I used to have a lot of kids in my dojo kids class. My dojo has been going on since 1990. Uh, and uh, a lot of the kids' parents were public school teachers. And then COVID hit and they all left. And also I started speaking out fearlessly and they didn't like that. But I, when I would talk to these parents, they didn't know anything. They had advanced degrees. They had masters and PhDs, but they knew nothing. You know, it's uh, it's social justice uh, education. They knew, they knew no facts at all. And they've been totally propagandized, like, oh, yeah, you're brilliant. We tell you you're brilliant, just as long as you do what we tell you to do. And so that's what you see now when you, if you have, like I have, watched some of the trial. And so you see uh, Kyle's got two sharp lawyers. uh, And then you see these two prosecutors who are like Abbott and Costello. They're just morons. They don't know the long, this, we've seen this before. We've seen the black female uh, DA who was trying to bring murder charges against the six, the six black and Hispanic police officers uh, for the death of a black bicyclist that they had put in the back of a van. Murder one, which means, hey, these six guys, blacks and Hispanic cops, got together in the morning and said, hey, we're going to murder this guy that we haven't even uh, met yet. Now, this is, the charge here is reckless homicide, and this gets kind of a little bit technical uh, into the law, uh, but uh, if anybody had really known law, they would have known that this would have certainly met the pillars of the use of deadly force justified under the law for uh, self-defense, fear of life and fear of serious physical uh, injury, grievous bodily harm. Or again, I think in Wisconsin, it's called great uh, bodily harm. So as you watch these guys present, they know nothing about what they're talking about. At one point, one of the, the fat one. Uh, gets up and goes, guns aren't right or left-handed. Uh, <clears throat> and it's not true at all. If you have any time on an AR, and I have lots of times on ARs, uh, I've been issued lots of them, is the safety is on the left side so that the right thumb can activate it. ARs are right-handed. If you look at most handguns, the slide release and magazine release, magazine release are on the left side because most shooters are right-handed. Actually, most guns are right or left-handed, and most guns are right-handed because most people are right-handed. The guy has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, And then, in a fit of brilliance, he picks up an AR, which doesn't seem to be the same AR. It doesn't even seem like it's evidence because it doesn't have a red dot on there. It doesn't look like Kyle's. 
uh, and points it at the jury. Newsflash, with his finger on the trigger. Here's a, here's a clue, because <laughs> trial is theater. I've been to trial. I put guys, I put drug traffickers away for 30 years in federal prison. Here's a newsflash. Don't point a gun at the jury. It's not a good plan. These are idiots. They're idiots, but they think they're smart. He's the other thing he's doing. He's making a check mark as he as he figures out his points. He's a moron. Plus, he tries to early on in the trial. He tries to uh, infer that Kyle's exercising his Fifth Amendment right to silence is is uh, somehow indicating guilt. Well, that's totally well-established precedent. Precedent is how law, criminal or civil, is decided uh, that you can't do that. It's his constitutional right. You have the right to remain silent. Joe Friday, Dragnet, everybody says that a million times. I used to be able to say it in Spanish, uh, too, because uh, I've said it so many times as I arrested people. But um, And the judge says, hey, stop it. And the, he ticks the judge off. Another clue in a trial. Try not to tick the judge off. And he doesn't trick the, tick the judge off once. He ticks the judge off like two or three or times and argues with the judge. Clue here. Don't tick off the judge. Don't point a gun at the jury. It's ridiculous. So, um, and he's trying to say that uh, Kyle is a serial killer and these are like mostly uh, peaceful protests. And so what this is, uh, and they're, they're just a joke. They're, they're just uh, terrible. Uh, it's a, total uh, fail. And what that is, though, is when I remember I talked about my uh, kids, students, parents in the dojo who've got these advanced degrees and everybody tells them how smart they are, but they know nothing. It has it has become that way across the board. There's something called institutional memory. And that's where, you know, old soldiers or old agents or old intelligence officers train young guys or old assistant United States attorneys, AUSAs train young guys or old district attorneys. These guys know nothing about the law. They certainly don't know how to present uh, at trial. Now, there's lots of tricks to going to trial. If you remember uh, Cochran at uh, the OJ trial, you know, he, he, he takes OJ off his, um, his um, uh, bone medicine because he has lots of arthritis medicine. Uh, and he says, stop, take off, stop going on your arthritis medicine. And he says, goes off that. And he goes, now try and put the glove on on camera. And he can't get the glove on because his hands have swelled up. I've got lots of arthritis and all kinds of stuff like that. And that was the visual for that audience is the glove doesn't fit. Now, there were a lot of racism, racism in there, a lot of politics, all that, too. But that was really Cochran's trick is, look, the glove doesn't fit. If, if the... Um, District attorney had been smart. They're like, hey, did, how long have you been off your, your arthritis medicine? But they're not smart. They don't, they don't check things out. And these two district attorneys were, are idiots. They are morons. Uh, because they've been, all they are, in a, they're in a, this echo chamber, this left-wing culture war echo chamber, where they're telling each other how racist, how stupid, Flyover country is the people who fight the wars, build the roads, man the factories before they destroyed the factories, how stupid they are and how brilliant they are. These are the metrosexuals uh, in the coast. They just haven't made it to the coast yet. They're still in uh, Wisconsin, but they're trying to get on CNN or something. They don't realize that everybody thinks they are uh, evil idiots because they just talk to each other themselves. So the trial is a joke. And so, no, there's no, um, also the judge drops a, a weapons charge because the gun, uh, I guess, moving the gun across uh, a minor, bringing a gun into Konosha because Kyle's not from there. Had, it was a handgun. Uh, there's a lot of, again, I have taught a lot of handgun law. I'm still an Arizona CCW instructor. Uh, and so usually kids can own rifles, but they can't own um, handguns because Handguns more concealable, more dangerous, not more, more more effective, but more dangerous because it is concealable. And he didn't bring a handgun. He brought a long gun. So the charge, I believe, I'd have to check on this, but probably uh, the charge doesn't fit. Uh, so the judge dropped that in the trial. This is another clue that the judge um, doesn't like what the prosecutors are, are doing. 
not necessarily that the judge likes Kyle, but the, but these guys, these prosecutors have just ticked off the prosecutor over and over and over again. Then you look over at Kyle with his little, um, you know, uh, chipmunk cheeks and big eyes. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to say this is a, a serial killer. Uh, where actual serial killers, some some site compared him to a black uh, killer recently uh, who was let out. And it's very obvious that if you aren't in the metrosexual coasts, if you aren't uh, in deep state headquarters, D.C., that nobody is buying what you're doing. So it's not a big, difficult uh, prediction here uh, that he will be found not guilty at all. Uh, that's obvious too. I mean, even CNN was trying, struggling, trying to say, oh, I don't think they're going to make it so well. The important thing to understand here is that this is not only how the tactical war would play out, this is how their information influence operate. Fifth generation war, culture change war is playing out in America. And it's not playing out well for them. They are losing ground daily. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be appeals. That doesn't mean that the FBI is going to come in and say, hey, you violated uh, our uh, informant's uh, civil rights that was trying to murder you. They're going to go all through that. But Kyle, uh, sitting there on CNN, they were playing the trial on CNN. I was watching CNN because I've got to watch the enemy. i got to monitor the enemy's uh, comms. Um, Kyle is becoming a figurehead uh, for... Uh, the Restore Our Republic movement. There are others that are coming. But, you know, in my speech, I talked about how everybody re says, remember the Alamo. Uh, everybody's going to say now, remember our republic. And we, I took my kids and wife to the Alamo, and we're walking around. Uh, my wife and I turned to each other, this kind of feels like uh, Arlington. It's kind of it's quiet reverence here. And Crockett and Travis and Bowie all there in these names. Crockett and Travis and Bowie. It's going to be Kyle and Ashley and Jeremy. Ashley Babbitt and Jeremy Brown. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. These are the new Crockett and Travis and Bowie's. This is the new battle cry of America, of Restore Our Republic. This is just getting started. And the enemy is not doing well. The enemy does not get it. They do not understand the battlefield. Now, China gets it. China is landing rovers on uh, Mars. China has three-dimensional billboards where the lion and the whale comes out. President Xi, Emperor for Life Xi, had a plan to defeat the United States and rule the world. He defeated the United States government. He has not defeated America. He has not taken the ground. Uh, and the indication of Kyle tactically... Uh, this is going to be a rallying point. That's why there are National Guard deployed in Kenosha already. And that's why the left, Blantifa, uh, BLM and Antifa, are saying, we're going to riot. If you don't do what we tell you, uh, then we are going to riot. If you don't say that this guy was the violent guy while we were burning and looting and murdering everybody and trying to uh, uh, murder him and burn him alive, then we're going to burn, loot, and uh, riot again. Is that going to help them? No, it's not. But they are stuck in a loop. Uh, this is what they have committed to. This is a zero-sum game for them. They either win or lose. This is what the hard drives that came out of China, out of the Free China Republic movement, the hard drives uh, about Hunter, but also about Pelosi, uh, Pelosi's um, payoffs from Xi, not just Hunter's uh, child crimes uh, were given out. And they went to the FBI, who, of course, just shelved them away. They went to Trump. Trump could not get them through the corrupt circle that he was in, Comey and Mueller. But they also went to Pelosi, and they said to Pelosi, if you don't get rid of Trump, we will release this stuff about you. And that's why two impeachments for Trump, no impeachments for uh, Biden, all of that. And so that's what's going on now. Hey, if you don't get, if you don't do this, kid, we will release what we've got on you. We have bribed you. We have lured you. We are extorting you. And if you don't do what we'll say, we'll expose you. This is a zero-sum game for them. But they are losing it because they do not have the sophistication of China. And China 
Although China understands America better than America understands China, China still does not understand the resolve of America because they have underestimated us as well. They thought that by buying off and corrupting and bribing and extorting our government, they would control us because in China, the government controls the people, but not here. Here, the people are supposed to control the government and DNA, our DNA has freedom, not graphene oxide in it. And they never expected all of the protests, uh, all of the lawsuits, uh, all of the uh, revolts, all of the refusal, all of the resistance. And we are just getting started. And, and so I definitely predict that Kyle uh, will be acquitted uh, on this. And if he do, isn't acquitted this time, he will certainly be acquitted again. Will they come after him again? Yes. But that's not even the, more, the most important thing. The most important thing is the Kenosha kid has become an inflection point. And it is against the deep state. People are seeing how a child molester, a wife beater, other lowlifes who were writing and burning and blinding U.S. marshals uh, and police and destroying businesses and families could not stop a 17-year-old kid. And then they see the FBI come out with their drone footage and the FBI say, yeah, I'm running behind the two bad guys. And, and the FBI could not stop a 17-year-old kid. And then they go to court and the DOJ's uh, backing the prosecutors uh, and giving them everything they can. And uh, the uh, prosecutors simply embarrass themselves, argue with the judge, point a rifle uh, at uh, the jury right after, uh, what's his name, the idiot actor, the hypocritical, hateful, um, what's his name, um, in New Mexico, who just shot the producer, the lady, Alec Baldwin. Right after that happens, the, this uh, district attorney thinks it's a great idea to point uh, a rifle and put his finger on the trigger. So if you don't know, the rules are all guns are always loaded. Never, mu never muzzle what you're not shooting. Never point your muzzle at what you're not shooting. Keep your finger off the trigger until firing. Know your target, what's behind the target, what's around the target. Any of my HMAC students know those by heart. Any competent uh, gun owner knows those. Gun carrier uh, knows those. I have an article all about that SWAT, one of my most popular articles uh, in there is firearm safety rules. Uh, but obviously the left doesn't know anything about firearms, although they love to make money off of uh, firearms. And it's kind of like the not fracking around uh, black militia that kept shooting themselves. And everybody's just standing there watching them shoot each other. Um, the left is killing themselves off. Literally, they're killing themselves off. They're killing themselves off with the jab. They're killing themselves off economically. And certainly when China is done with them as useful idiots, they will be done as well. So as I say on a lot of beginning shows, how will this end up? Well, this will end up with metrosexual uh, uh, pet owners against hard veterans with kids. And the doorstep will be, uh, our, the red line will be our doorstep. And so we're almost there now where they're saying, hey, we want to we wanna jab kids. We, we want to tell them... Um, we don't want to uh, ask for permission. We want to, we want to teach them uh, about homosexuality uh, and transvestites. Uh, we want to dress up and have uh, them climbing all over us and tranny library story hour, uh, all of that. Uh, and America is waking up to all of that and has had enough of that. And the economy, of course, uh, is a wreck now. And we are in the process of establishing concierge medicine, concierge security, concierge work, concierge school, you know, homeschooling, homework, home churching, uh, all of that. The left is already beginning to fade. Again, they're saying Biden is 35% or something. The truth is probably uh, 10 or 15 points less than that. And those people are all uh, paid if they even know uh, who he is. You can see when they interview people, I'm like, well, what do you think of, um, of, uh, Obama's wife is vice president, and they'll act like, oh, I think that's a good idea, because they don't know anything that's going on. You've seen all those interviews where they ask them questions, and they don't understand that. So this is a very, very important inflection point uh, tactically, 
and legally and informationally to understand uh, that the left is losing on all fronts and they are losing ground uh, and mm, this new inflection point. So Kyle is now 18, I think. He just achieved uh, adult age. So if they can't lock him away like the January 6th political protesters and shut him up, what happens next after this? What's going to happen? Well, he's going to tell his story. And he's going to be, he'll probably be at the Freedom and Health Conferences with me. I'll probably be going after Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> trying to follow that. The first one, I had to follow uh, Jesus. I had to follow Jim Caraviesel. But, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to have book deals uh, as their alternative um, movie industries. All these alternative uh, industries are going to start to build. And he's not even 21 yet. So is he a warrior? Totally. Is he a blood-invented warrior? Yes. Is he a soldier? Is he a veteran? Technically, no. But in the fourth generation war to retake America, he is a Crockett, Bowie, or Travis. Because that, that wasn't a state yet. Remember, I say at the beginning of every, every Veterans Day, I'm like, before there was a country, there was an army fighting for a country that did not yet exist. Before there was an army, there was a militia. And before there was a militia, there were warriors. And Kyle Rittenhouse is now one of our Restore Our Republic warriors. Make no mistake. This is not ending at all. And he will most likely be a luminary uh, in this space. I certainly uh, admire him. I would love to have him uh, on a podcast. Of course, he's not going to talk to anybody uh, right now, but the all of the might and power and corruption of the deep state, of the CIA, definitely of the FBI, of the left wing media, of the corrupt uh, legal system, could not stop him. And so that's really, really important because you know I'm an old guy. You know I'm I've been road hard and put away wet, uh, but there's a whole younger generation uh, that are going to look up. To Kyle as well. This is not anything the left and China and the deep state want. But Kyle is going to appeal to a much younger next generation of freedom warriors. And this is going to be huge. And they are panicking. They, you know, people ask me all the time when they hear, I'm like, no, they're afraid of me. We bump back. We are going to win this. And we are going to bring everybody home from Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, it doesn't matter that we don't control the deep state. The barricades are back up because they're caging themselves in. They are afraid of us. This is really, really important uh, to understand of how uh, dramatic and important this is. As everything fails in the deep state. And as we still have American children uh, left in Afghanistan, and we're going to start remembering Kyle, we're going to start remembering Ashley. Everybody saw Ashley get murdered and sniped. Now, right now, they're not talking about it like that, but I'm going to keep saying that because that's what it was. It was a covert deep state snipe with a handgun. We know who it is. It was a uh, Lieutenant Special Agent DC Deep State Assassin Sniper Michael Byrd, Black Lives Matter guy. There's pictures of him with his T-shirt on. We've got Ashley's uh, photo. Uh, this is just like um, Brian Terry from Fast and Furious and Jaime Zapata murdered with Fast and Furious guns. This is like this is just like uh, Chris Stevens uh, and the Benghazi uh, CIA SAD Special Activities Division. Uh, folks that gave their life, that we are not going to forget any of these. Jeremy Brown on the hunger strike. And I've just got a, uh, somebody just reached out to me uh, to talk more about him. Uh, all of these folks are going to become luminaries in the information influence operation war. Now, again, the you know, it's difficult to define fifth generation of war because you never really understand the next war 
because you're in the middle of it. And there are people who are analyzing this. Uh, and I, in my speech, I talked about how uh, fourth generation insurgent war began with Yeshua. I also referenced that, um, and I said this on my show there, 70 BC, Spartacus loses the uh, third slave revolt. And Spartacus was a Roman soldier and a gladiator. So he knew Roman strategy, he knew Roman tactics, uh, and he dies in battle. His, his followers are crucified because he tries to outfight the Romans. Or put it in another way, he tries to uh, fight them on their own terms. So you should always fight on your terms and on your battlefield. That's very important. Uh, and Yeshua comes along. Of course, Yeshua is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. 33 AD uh, dies. 68 AD, Paul, who was a persecutor, uh, he goes from Saul, great one, to Paul, little one, uh, becomes a uh, fervent Christian. And in 60 AD, proactively decides to go back into the heart of the deep state and be beheaded and executed because he understands uh, what Yeshua is saying, well, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, is this is how we are going to win this fourth generational insurgent Christian warfare. He, he, and almost all the disciples and apostles happen. Then in about 313 AD, Marcellus, a Roman centurion, becomes Christian and says, nope, not going to do this anymore, sentenced to death, Cassian the scribe, is supposed to record his death. He refuses. He's executed too. And by the time Martin de Tours comes along, uh, by the end, he's born about 316 or 336. Uh, you know, he slits his cape, becomes the first uh, chaplain, because uh, I'm a chaplain, Christ Connection Chaplaincy at ChristChaplaincy.com, uh, gives half of his cape to a cold uh, beggar, and Christianity becomes uh, the religion of Rome. And so that's why all of Clay's events are in churches. And here it was a cornerstone church. And there's, there's a lot of pastors that are afraid. There's a lot of um, Christmongering Christians. Get your hot Jesus here. But these guys aren't. They are brave. And so that's where it starts with faith. And that will continue to happen and to build. And uh, I met, for example, this uh, event, I met the... Um, Give, Send, Go founders. And I'm being introduced to them on the, on the, the speaker's dinner. I'm like, they're like, hey, we're, I'm like, I know who you are. You supported Kyle Rittenhouse from the beginning. Good job. And so <laughs> I want to put that out there. Give, Send, Go. Uh, they supported Kyle before it was cool to support Kyle. They're going to grow. They're going to uh, do better because they're an alternative funding source because lots of the funding source, you know, GoFundMe, they won't support. Um, they're going to do well. They're going to get under attack too. But that's okay. Uh, I'm used to being under attack. And you're going to have to get used to being under attack. But this is so important and so crucial to understand uh, how we are going to uh, win this um, is you can look at the corrupt uh, pedo Joe. There's a new little video out of where he grabs a little boy's mouth, pulls his head back, and is grabbing him and kissing him. Uh, that's nothing new. Uh, in the corruption of the Greeks and Romans. That's why in the Didache, D-I-D-A-C-H-E, they actually changed the commandments to say, you will not corrupt little boys, because the, the Jews didn't really do that. The Romans and Greeks uh, did it all the time. So the same way that Yeshua defeated the Roman Empire is the same way we are going to defeat this corrupt empire as well. And the signs are already happening. Later on, historically, uh, this will this uh, Kenosha kid incident will be a turning point. It will be like the Alamo. It will be like remember the Alamo. It will be like remember uh, our republic. Restore our republic, uh, and he will be remembered along with Ashley uh, and Jeremy, just like Crockett, Travis, and Bowie uh, are. And so this is just getting started, and he is just getting started. And I am just getting, even though I'm an old guy, I'm just getting uh, started. We are going to win this together. So uh, hold fast, keep the faith, and God bless. We are not always winning, but today we are. 
and we will win and we will restore our republic and we will bring everyone home from Afghanistan dead or alive. Tyrants always fail. Tyranny always falls. Graphene is not in our DNA. Freedom is, but freedom is never given. It is earned, it is fought for, it is won, it is taken. So, take it.